0: Yeah, definitely some scarp envy on my end though, definitely. Not this time though, on my own. <laughs> nice. No one no one got to see how big it was. Uh, but i <laughs> let me assure you, it was huge. <laughs>
1: Welcome to episode 41 of the RF Generation Playcast. I'm GreyGhost81 and coming up, we have a very special discussion for our August 2017 selection. In this episode, Rich and I were warmly welcomed onto the Cartridge Club podcast to discuss the indie classic Journey with Sean and Mark, better known to the world as P1 and P2, as well as Jake from the Polykill podcast. The game was played concurrently by members of both sites in an unprecedented playthrough crossover. Journey means many things to many people, and we'll try to flesh out a game where many reactions to it are difficult to put in words. Please remember to subscribe to us on YouTube, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. You can listen to the show on itunes and podbean as always don't forget to log on to rfgeneration.com to join our playthroughs and discuss the awesome games we play together thank you as always for listening and now on with the playcast
2: Hello, gamers, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Cartridge Club. If you are new to the club, I'll quickly explain what we are. The Cartridge Club is a community of content creators and gamers of all generations. I'm Sean, player one, and along with my brother Mark, player two, we host a monthly book club for gamers. We pick a game and invite everyone in the club to play along, and then select guests to come on this show and discuss the game everyone played. This show will contain heavy spoilers. You have been warned. As well as being a Cartridge Club Game of the Month, this month is the first ever collaboration month between the Cartridge Club and another amazing monthly Game of the Month. Wow. This part's not scripted. Uh, (laughs) Podcast community from RF Generation, the RF Generation Playcast. (laughs) And with that said, I'm going to introduce our panel. And I'm going to start with the gentleman from the RF Generation Playcast. Rich and Sean, thanks for being here, and thanks for suggesting this collaboration. Please save me from
3: this horrible ad lib. (laughs) Thanks for having us, man. We uh, really appreciate it. Uh, It's something that I've been wanting to do for a while, reach out to you guys and uh, do something collaborative like this. Friends with a bunch of the guys and girls from the Cartridge Club on Twitter and other forms of social media. So um, really appreciate you guys getting together and making this happen with us.
1: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Y'all are doing pretty much the same thing we are, so it's cool to see this uh, bizarro uh, crossover going on between two Game of the Month podcasts, and uh, uh, you guys' show is awesome, so it's pretty cool to be on here.
2: It uh, it sort of blows me away that we haven't had a month overlap before. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I, I mean, there's only so many games that are worth playing, and uh, it's just weird that this is... I know there was... I think Perfect Dark. I think every podcast on the planet that plays games. When when we did Perfect Dark, I think every everybody did Perfect Dark. It was like there was like a two month period when the whole internet was just talking about Perfect Dark for some reason. So it, that was the first time I was like, oh wow, this overlap can happen with other people. This is weird. And uh, this was uh, this was a lot of fun. That uh, I'm really glad we
3: had this chance to do this. Yeah, it was really cool. I enjoyed checking out you guys' forums. I've, I've been a member of your. Your forums when you were on the old website free-
4: yeah. switched
3: over, so I've been with yep. you guys for a long time, and I uh, just want to say I've, I've always l- enjoyed listening to your podcast as well. When uh, we decided to start a podcast, yours was one that I listened to and uh, just kind of not stole ideas, but uh, you know, just kind of listened to the format and like what you guys were discussing and everything, and it uh, really helped us out a lot when we were getting started. Yep. We steal pretty much everything we do, so by all means, uh, it already <laughs> yeah. belongs to somebody else.
4: <laughs>
2: Everything's been done before. Yeah, exactly. that's right. Exactly. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, I'm very excited to get into this, but we have we do have one more member of this panel. Um, so I need, I'm going to need everybody, if you're listening at home, gentlemen, if, if you're married and you're listening at home, you're going to want to lock your wives up. You're not going to want her to be in the room for this. <laughs> and in fact, some of the men who are listening to this podcast are probably going to, if you're driving, you need to pull over. Um the last <laughs> member of our panel has actually caused more swooning than Adam Levine. From the Polykill podcast, we have the one and only Jake.
4: Thank you very much. Uh,
2: <laughs> no, it's it's awesome to be here. I've uh I've been
5: excited about doing the uh Journey Game of the Month podcast ever since I knew I was gonna get to be a part of it. Uh this game is super close to uh one of my favorite gaming experiences and obviously we'll get into that more, but super stoked to be here with both Sean's, a Mark, and a Rich.
2: So should be a great panel. I uh three I just got a text message. Three people just got pregnant since <laughs> so, this uh, is live, it's it's these three people right here it's <laughs> three, yeah it's it's the three other people
3: on the show <laughs> i think i heard my wife put on a very white record downstairs i don't know what's what
2: <laughs> she's opening up a bottle of wine lighting some candles hurry up with that podcast sweetie
4: <laughs> uh you're
2: welcome <laughs> <laughs> well, with that said, I'm going to turn things over to my brother, and he's going to tell us. I think we've already said it, but if not, he's going to tell us what we've been playing this month.
0: I, we definitely did
2: say. Um, I, I don't think we did
0: say that Jake's from Polykill, though, did we? Oh, I'm sure I mentioned that. Yeah. All right, Jake's from Polykill. Anyway, if I didn't, I'll let it, I'll <laughs> edit that in, so it will have right, seemed that like I it. said it. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Sounds good. Now I sound like an idiot, <laughs> but that's all right. Just edit this part out too. Okay, so. As I stated earlier, we have been playing Journey this month, and what a journey it was.
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the show, folks. To, to pause
0: for <laughs> dramatic effect, and then I forgot where I was going, so that's good stuff. All right. Nice. Now, this is not my first time playing it. I played this uh, back in 2012, I believe, is when it came out. No, nope, it was whenever the Collector's Edition came out, so whenever that was. Um, but mm, I kind of want to hear your guys' first impressions. So if this wasn't your first time, try and remember back to when it was uh, and, and sort of give me your first impressions. And then maybe if this was your second time playing through it, see how it stacked up against the first time through. Um yeah, so I'm going to start with you, P1. Was this your first experience, and what were your first impressions?
2: So the first time, this was not my first time playing Journey. Um, I had purchased that, there was a three-pack on the PS3. It was like Journey, Flower, and uh, Paint Dry. Something along those lines. Yeah. Flow, I um, believe it is. Flow. what did you
4: call it, Sean? Or Paint P1, what did you?
2: Paint Dry. Oh, boy. Yeah, because uh, I assumed it was a theme pack. And... Uh, <laughs> My first experience with Journey was uh, not impressive. I, At that point, I was into, you know, I wanted the Michael Bay of video games. I wanted explosions. I wanted giant robots. I wanted action. And I wanted really tight shorts on Shia LaBeouf. And Journey wasn't giving that to me, so I quickly put it down. Um, I didn't get out of the, the first stage, the desert there. So, I mean, I, I guess I probably played for, <laughs> I don't know, eight and a half minutes or however long it takes wow. to get through that stage. <laughs> Wow, um, And I actually swore um, for years that this would never be a game on the club due to how much I I disliked that experience. Um,
4: mm-hmm.
2: Here we are, and I have played it again, and my opinion has changed slightly. I, I did manage to beat it this year, um, this wow. month. Uh, I played it on the PS4 this time. It was gorgeous on there. Uh, and I, I can say that my experience was not negative, but I didn't catch a lot of the feels that I was told I would catch. So, okay. We'll all right. Interesting. Interesting. Now, Maybe I remember when depth first... analysis can uh, can change my opinion.
0: Maybe it will. Um, the only thing I remember that, because this was made by, I forgot to mention all this, this was made by that game company. The only thing they ever said about it is that it's a reflection of the player's soul. So, depending on what you get out of it, it's sort of a reflection of yourself. So, that's, that's all right. Cool. Let's move on. Um, So, yeah, so this, like I said before, came out back in 2012 on the PlayStation 3. Um, This was a Sony and That Game Company sort of collaboration. Um, That Game Company made it, but they were teamed up with Santa Monica Studios, which is pretty cool. Um, Yeah, 2012, and then it got a re-release on PS4 two years ago, 2015. So that's pretty cool. I played the PlayStation 3 version both times. P1, I I forgot to ask you, what version did you play this month?
2: The, the playstation 4 version i said is, am i cutting out because i mean i i said polykill and i said playstation 4 and you keep asking did you? Me to repeat myself yeah
0: i remember you talking about the club the, the collector's edition which only came out on ps3 so maybe we should get I rich got...
2: to to fill in <laughs> <view there. laughs>
0: with that said let's switch over to rich rich tell us about your first impressions with the game and what version did you play this month
3: Oh, I played on PS3, um, the uh, same version, um, the collaborative version, Journey, Flow, and Flower. This was my first time ever playing the game. I haven't had a PS3 um, for a long time, less than two years, actually, and just bought a PS4. So um, this was, you know, kind of a new experience to me. I played the game in one sitting, which I think it's basically designed for. Had a lot of fun. It's beautiful. I can't imagine what it looks like on PS4 because it just blew me away on PS3. It's one of the most beautiful games I've ever experienced, and uh, I actually flipped it on for my six-year-old son last night, and he finished it today, so did it all by himself, which was awesome, and uh, I can't recommend this game enough for kids to check out, I'm telling you. Uh,
0: Okay, Sean, how about you? Was this your first time playing it, and what
3: uh, version did you play this
0: month?
1: Uh, so this time around, I played the PlayStation 4 version. I did play the game, uh, much like you other guys, when the three-pack came out. And at the time, the I liked the game, but the it had such high expectations based on all the buzz and accolades it had gotten. I even remember uh, Shuhei Yoshida crying, like literally shedding tears about the game on a podcast on the PlayStation 4 podcast i was listening to one time wow, cool. so it it had these like ridiculously high expectations and i remember the first time i played it i thought like wow that that was kind of cool i'm not sure i see what everybody else sees in this but it it did open the door to what Uh, Indie, like I wasn't a huge indie game person, so it kind of opened the doors to that, and also to that game company and Kelly Santiago and what the people at that game company were trying to do. It didn't like change my life the first time around, but it was more like a gateway to what was going on, other than like AAA action games, kind of similar to what P P One was saying.
0: That's awesome to hear. I'm, I'm actually kind of in the same boat as you. I can't remember an indie game that hit me this much to actually make me want to look for other indie games. So I think this one definitely was that way for a lot of people, especially on the PSN. Uh, I think it's sold a lot of people on indie games on that network, for sure. For sure. Okay, uh, Jake, how about you?
5: Uh, so I actually played this game uh, on its initial release on PS3. Um and you know did not wait for the three pack or anything because I have always and honestly probably less now than in the past have kind of had my thumb on the pulse of independent games because um, I just found that they do you know took more risks and were able to create some unique experiences that you know big publishers weren't going to bank on um, and I had played uh, a little bit of Flow and Flower. Uh, before this so i knew kind of what i was getting into i knew it wouldn't be a typical game um and then of course all the buzz leading up to it and um first impression was you know i i didn't probably catch all the feels that Shuhei did but uh Mm -hmm. i i certainly found it just a a stirring piece of art Mm -hmm. that's how i would describe it and I've only played through it once. I did not play through it again for this podcast. Um, And that was a conscious decision because, Hmm. I don't know, for me, like going back through it again would almost sully or taint the initial experience I had. And I just didn't want to do that. I kind of want to leave it as that golden memory that I have from five years ago. So
0: That's actually pretty cool. And uh, I'm actually kind of happy to hear it because I'm kind of going to play off that a little bit for our next heart Uh, with that said we're going to get into the story of the game now that covers the story (laughs) oh
2: (laughs) there it is
0: how long have you been sitting there waiting to say
2: that Uh, three and a half (laughs) minutes oh my goodness oh boy
0: so the story of journey is uh it's loose it's sort of interpretive i guess is the word i'm looking for uh so i'm curious jake if i were to ask you to sum up the story of journey, having not played it recently, yeah. only having that that past memory, what do you remember being the story? What is the premise of the game?
5: Uh, to me, the premise of the game, like from for the initial outset of the game, like the first thing you see is that that mountain out in the distance that you're you know just. Just through great art direction and great game design, that that's where you need to go. And the story of the game is it is a projection of you, the player, going through things with other people, uh, different people, and you know working together to to reach a common goal. And you know there isn't characters per se; it's more of a an avatar-based game where. Um, the story is literally the journey and the journey is the story. So they're kind of um, indelible that way.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, because the thing about this game is you can remember it eight, nine, ten different ways. You can ask ten people and get ten different answers. None oh, yeah. of them are wrong. That That's the beauty of the game. Um, it's I'll more of a and, canvas. That exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So what they try to do and, and how it works is you're plopped into this world. All of a sudden you're you're in a desert which is uh, very symbolic of the game itself. And, and as Jake said, you have, see a mountain off in a distance, and you just start walking that way. And you don't encounter many people. You sure to find some memories, and any people that you find along the way are other people playing. And that's how the uh, multiplayer system works in this game. Um, so let me ask uh, Rich, if you were to try and sum up the story, how was the story to you? What do you think happened
3: in this world? I think it's one of those games where the story is what you make of it. As you mentioned before, people could translate this any different way to any situation that's kind of going on in their life. You know, no matter what type of journey it is, um, and, and that's what I really like about it. There is no like concrete answer what this is about. I mean, there's obvious allusions to things like rebirth, reincarnation. <laughs> And things like that. And let's not act like that. Mountaintop does not look, look like uh, Lady Parts. Um, <laughs> I
4: didn't even think of that.
3: <laughs> take another look at it.
4: That's but, funny. Uh,
3: but, I, I, you know, and it, it goes through everything. Like you said, I mean, you're in this desert. It's warm. Um, and uh, it's a great, you know, kind of floating along. There's no dangers. You're just innocent like a kid. You run into dangers in the middle of the game. And it just kind of, it, it really shakes you. I think, Sean, you said... I crap my pants or something like that to me, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, literally. That's what I said. No, <laughs> no. I, I was just saying, but, uh, even having played the game before, there's parts that are like scary and shocking, even when you know they're coming. So.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, toward the end, there's this like really big struggle, you know, that, you know, that really affects you. Your controller starts shaking, it gets really slow. And so, um, I don't know. It, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, um, it really gives you a lot of the feels and just the, the different senses. And, you know, I don't know. It, it's like a journey through life. And uh, it, it was cool. I, I said my six-year-old had played this game. And when he finished it, he was even like, oh, you know, he, he kind of put it together. That's, you know, he saw the uh, the shooting star or whatever. And he's like, I remember that from the beginning. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know? that is
0: cool. <laughs> that's awesome. little six-year-old uh, getting his take on it. I like that. Yeah,
3: It was great um, watching
0: him play. So yeah, it's it's sort of a, a blank canvas. You're traveling through this world. Clearly, the civilization isn't what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Everything's sort of in ruins, and uh, and you're trying to piece together what you think happened. They they show you some pictures. They give you some ideas, but filling in the blanks is completely up to you. Um, so I'm curious, Sean, what did you think of the story? Um, RF Generation, Sean.
1: Yeah, I kind of agree with Rich that it's more like metaphorical. And I didn't, I know it's supposed to be like, you know, this is the player's soul projected onto, you know, whatever he or she feels about it kind of thing. And it's very spiritual and everything. So yeah, there really is a lack of a, like, A to B to C kind of story at the end. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. more... I mean, the game is called Journey' you know that's not my accident, so um, as far as a quote unquote story, I do feel like it's more what you place on it and and even like Rich said, yeah, it's it's open to inter- to interpretation, and I would say I would take that a step further for my most recent playthrough, which I went through it this morning. Um, I found in like interpretation and moment to moment. Uh, actions in the game, like cutscenes, things that were just going on on the screen, like where there's this like mentor character standing over you, showing you things. And I just I can't even put into words what I was reading into that. I can't explain it, but it definitely made me feel something that wasn't like, you know, plot points of a story. So I don't know that that might sound like uh, hokey, but that's that's the best way I can think to put it.
0: I think a lot of how we would describe it will sound hokey, so you don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those games you really do have to play to see for yourself, and and it's hard to describe that. <laughs> um. Okay. P one, tell us what did you think happened in this world? Tell us the story of journey.
2: Uh. So, like, where did this guy come from? I don't. He just shows up and everything's destroyed. So but it's clearly destroyed by people that were like him. Mm-hmm. So is he going through this and being shown what had happened in the past so that he can't, re- so he doesn't repeat those mistakes? Is it a, uh, atonement story? Is it, you know, this is what you have to go through. This is what your people brought down on us, but don't worry if you make it through the end and you're with you. I don't know. It's it's, uh, I don't know.
0: Is it a cycle? When you get to the top of the mountain, do you go right back to the desert and start all over again? Is it a is that is is this a cycle that somebody's just repeating over and over? And you think all of the the gravestones are him? Or maybe it's just other ones who didn't make it. You keep doing the cycle until you're done. You just can't make it anymore. Maybe that's what life is. You're you're just on a treadmill and then you die.
3: <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, you, I think you make a good point because I don't think anywhere that you know in that cutscene where at the end where it flies out of the mountain, there's no indication that that is specifically you. I mean, you just right. walk into a whitewash, right? Yeah. So, I mean, again, I think it's one of those things that you can interpret any way you want to. Yeah. Um, and I think everybody has a different interpretation. I, I thought there were some really cool things throughout the game that that I noticed. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed this or not. I'll, I'll just kind of point this out. But
4: mm-hmm.
3: the um, in the sand stages where you're releasing those pieces of scarves and those yeah. rugs, those are those beasts. I don't know if you noticed that or not. The the flying beasts, they're mm-hmm. under the sand, and that's the what you're releasing ones. out of those. They eat the pieces of your scarf. So, I think, like P one said, I mean, another way to interpret this is that there was a civilization that existed before, and that maybe they got too technologically advanced, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it ended up destroying them. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, there's there's all kinds of ways to look at this. And, you know, I, I used to te- teach English lit, and one of the things I liked about it so much is. You can't be wrong as long as you can prove it, right? So, I mean, I True. think that's the beauty of this game. That's what I like about it so much.
5: I, uh, yeah. I, I didn't plan on you know coming on this podcast and, and quoting Gandhi. Uh, but, <laughs> Please do,
0: but here we go. <laughs> we we normally do at least uh, once through
5: it, but he okay, had it written right. down
3: just in case you need. <laughs> just in case, <laughs> yeah.
5: But uh, but because we were talking about you know the cycles and and how uh, you know what is it, et cetera, and. What came what came to mind then and now through the discussion is the quote from Gandhi, which is whatever you do will be insignificant, but it's very important that you do it. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's beautifully nihilistic in that way, because it's like you're not really going to do anything earth shattering, but you still got to you still got to take these steps and you still got to make this journey anyway. Mm-hmm. So you just get it. You got to go. You got to put one foot in front of the other and and get to the end. So mm-hmm. that's what came to mind when I played the game. It's getting deep, I know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I said, sorry. I, you know, whatever. It's
0: just, um, just, it's just my, We tried to get we tried to get to. Gandhi on here, but uh, real hard to get.
4: Real hard
1: yeah. to get. He was we're doing a movie make with make Jeremy or
2: something. He's yeah, we're, we're moping, actor, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, we were too busy wooing everybody. We were going to get the voice actor from Clone High that played Gandhi, but uh,
3: yeah, that's what I meant. Or the Gandhi from UHF. Yeah, sure, I'll take him.
2: Or I'll just take Ben Kingsley and get Ben Kingsley.
3: Sure,
0: sure. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So long story short, if you want to know the story of Journey, you kind of have to play it. it. It's hard to explain.
2: Um, yeah, that's that's a sign. <laughs> I mean, uh, that is a sign of a good piece of entertainment, whether it's a game or a movie or you know a mm-hmm. song. If if five different people can play it and get five different things from it, or a hundred people can play and get a hundred different things from it and you know it can mean something different to to every different person who plays it that is a you know that is the sign of good storytelling that's you, what you're
5: you know. doing right now is you're literally defining what art is
2: whoa there
0: we go we confirmed it games is art
2: oh that can't that's <laughs> going to be wrong then cuz video games are not
0: <laughs> <art>.
2: <laughs> get out of here Just ebert confirms
0: it. <laughs> yeah that's right you go this confirms it i love it um did anybody hear? Uh, I can't remember. Did anybody say they cried?
5: I did not cry. No, All right, I, did. I, I got, got chills. sweaty. I got chills. But,
3: uh, it was warm I,
2: this week. I paid fourteen <laughs> ninety nine for a two hour and twelve minute game. So I, I that wept a why you? A could? Little. Yeah, I, I wept
3: a little. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't remember if I did back when I played. I can't remember. But it is a powerful game. Um. You can really look into it as much as you want, I think, is what it comes down to. Okay, uh, real quick, before we move on into the gameplay, the um, Ancestors is what uh, they called it. I watched some of the game developer commentary, and they purposely will not talk about the backstory, what happened in the world and whatnot. Um, but they did call the white-robed people Ancestors. Um, what did you guys think of the ancestors? What did you think they were? The the people that you see at the, at the end of the levels, essentially. Any insight? I don't even know who to ask. I'll ask, start with you, P1.
2: Give people time to think. <laughs> um. So at first I thought that they were like spirits, guiding, warning, you know. Uh, and then towards the end, I thought maybe they're not spirits and maybe they're um, – I don't. I think memories is the wrong term, but like a warning system left there. I don't. I don't know. I felt like it was the 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 game started out, and I thought it felt very spiritual. And then as if the further on it went, it felt more mechanical and more science, sciencey. That's mm-hmm. a good yeah, term, right. That's yeah. a word. So then I started to think, well, maybe it's not. You know, this isn't a spirit that's left here or or a fragment of a memory. Maybe it's a, like a warning system, a, some sort of uh, a memory. You know what I mean? A, a hologram or something. Um. As a as a, as a warning sign or a, mm, just a, a, a log of what had happened you know you show up you do this thing and maybe it was a you know listen it's important that you remember that we were here and this is what we did to make sure that we don't do it again to you know to make sure that or to warn you you know here's what's coming up here's what you're going to encounter be careful I don't know that's yeah
0: yeah I don't know I don't even know if I should even bother going through the panels anybody have anything to add to that
3: yeah, I mean, I thought that they, I don't know, they they almost seem to have a godlike quality because they are kind of looking out for you and kind of showing you the way. I mean, I definitely agree with what P1 says. I guess uh, there's that moment at the end where you just fall face first in the snow, and it seems like they're the ones that, that lift you back up, you know, and so to me, that it did, you know, they did have a sort of a, a spiritual tone to them, and, you know, I don't think, I think this game's, you know, has a lot of religious elements, but I wouldn't ascribe anything to one religion. You know, I think it's, um True. you know, um, you can interpret it any way you want, no matter how you feel or what your spirituality is. And I think that's again something really nice about the game.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: See, I, I, di- I, when when I fell into the snow, I mean,
2: obviously, we're, we're, we're the game. This this whole show is about spoilers, so if sure. at this point, you're like, snow, snow, you need to stop listening. But the oh, uh, uh, <laughs> entire show is a spoiler. So yeah, exactly. Um. I didn't take it so much as they were physically showing up and lifting you up i I took it as you were blacking out you were losing you know you were about to to die and then in you look you know inside yourself as your pinhole of vision got smaller inside yourself <laughs> you remembered you know these this is these 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 are the warnings this is the things I was told I have to get back up on my feet I have to I have to complete this. I can't mm-hmm. die here on this mountain. But no, I, I do. I mean, I, I yeah, I like I like what you just said about how they they were maybe physically showing up or, you know, my my thought was uh, that uh, I don't know if anybody
5: has good memory of Empire Strikes Back, but that scene when Luke is passing out in the snow and Obi Wan sort of shows up and he's is he there or is he not there, and right. it doesn't really matter either way. It's just that that was the motivation to get up and you know stay alive. So yeah. that was sort of the way I interpreted that part of the game.
3: It would have been really badass if Han Solo would have showed up and uh, <laughs> cut open a Tauntaun. <laughs> Alternate yeah. ending. That would be amazing. Yeah. 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 I thought, I thought they smell smelled bad. bad on the ounce. I
4: mean, oh! yeah. <laughs> you all said it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh,
0: that's good stuff. All right. Well, I guess that's the story. Uh, it's so hard to... I knew talking about this today would be hard to to make it concrete please just go play it yourself like we said it's only two maybe three hours if you're if you're taking your time to get through it yeah. um okay anything any other story points anybody wants to bring up before we get into the gameplay anybody want to talk about the world more or anything like that
1: I just want to say it's it's sure. interesting to try and even dissect or even talk about a story like you're saying it's very challenging and it's yeah. It's making me think, like, did I come into this game even the first time I played? Like, obviously, today was the second time I played this game. I knew what to expect. But even the first time I played it, I wasn't going in saying... I want to know why these people are here. I want to know what's going on here. I want to know what this is. Uh, rich and I covered a game called Enslaved Odyssey to the West a couple months back where we talked about they don't give you much of this story. Like it's this apost- post-apocalyptic world. What And you wonder what happened. Why are there robots here? It's such a like mysterious, rich science fiction world. But like here I feel... Like like you were saying before, it, it doesn't matter. Like, just just let it happen kind of thing. It's just weird to even think yeah. of of you guys, like, thinking about there being a story here. You know what I yeah. mean? I, I don't know. Yeah. I, maybe I'm being pretentious. Or, like I said, maybe I came into the game with my own notions and I kind of thought I knew what to expect. So, I don't know.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I, Go ahead, Rich. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I think they're definitely pointing you in certain directions because, I, I mean, you, you've got these like hieroglyphics that are up on the walls and everything that show, like, uh, you know, a story, a civilization that has you know, been there and has died with the, you know, the white robes and then the, you know, the distinction between the red robes and the journey. And a lot of the hieroglyphics are showing you the different levels that you've either progressed through or you're getting ready to progress through if you've, you know, if you really pay attention to, you know, what's going on there. So I do think that there is an intent for a story, but I also think that um, you can adapt it to any way in your life that you want to adapt it. That's just kind of my thoughts on it. I don't know.
0: And Jake, what were you going to say?
3: Yeah, I was going to say like uh,
5: going back to to Sean's um, other point was that it is very difficult in my mind to ascribe a story to it because um, the way I think of it, because like if you've ever been on a hike, like a two or three day hike, it's like you, you have a trail, you know where you're supposed to go. There's guideposts and it's a definite, you know, there's definite emotions that go through your mind and you experience highs and lows quite literally often. But when you get to the end of that two days and the end of the hike, you're not like, what, what was the story of that hike? You're like, mm. it mm. was, you know, it was the hike itself was the experience and, you know, climbing that tree or scaling that rock face or drinking out of that mud puddle or whatever it was, <laughs> you know, that, that was the story. It wasn't a narrative itself.
0: Um, It's funny that you say that because, listening to the game uh, the commentary by the game developers that's what they were going for they wanted it
2: to feel like you were going on a hike they did
4: okay this Me. uh
2: this is the deepest game we've ever played hopefully <laughs> <feelfully,
4: laughs> let's under-
2: talk about this mark
0: i know man i know uh, i'm I just glad no one
2: got
3: intestinal parasites on their hike <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right yeah
5: I you done yeah. baby <laughs> <laughs>
0: Get out of the deepness. Get into uh, the gameplay mechanics, which uh, I'm sure I'm gonna let P- I'm gonna let P1 start with this one because he does not feel they're very deep at all. I see Walking Simulator question mark. <laughs> Why don't you <laughs> <to>
2: elaborate? <laughs> the, the game felt like us uh, I mean Jake's analogy of a hike is a great analogy because it, it felt like that. I felt like uh, I could have been playing uh, you know an online virtual tour of parts of Europe. You know, oh my god, the Alps. And now we're in the Sahara. Now, and I realize we're not both in Europe. And now, we're <laughs> um, yeah, because uh, I mean, as far as gameplay goes, you walk and you jump, and sometimes you sparkle. I mean, that, that's it. That's uh,
0: what more do you need? What more do you want?
2: Walk, jump, sparkle. That's the gameplay. It's uh, it's like uh, if Super Mario had been created by uh, an art school. <laughs> oh, wait, didn't I say? Oh, yeah, that's how you describe it to your wife. Um <laughs> I know. I, I will say I like. I, I, now my initial, initially, my, my biggest complaint, one of my biggest gripes, uh, and a long-running joke on, on the show, is that Journey. You it should be called Push Up the Game because you just push up for two hours. Uh, after having played it. <laughs> I can honestly say that that is not the case. I pushed left (laughs) and right a couple of times. um, Good for you. You had to jump. I had to jump. And I, I think I appreciated the scenery more, and I appreciated the atmosphere and the experience of the game more because there wasn't a complex control mechanism or scheme that I had to memorize and master. Because I'm not that, I mean, my thumbs aren't very fast. I'm not very, I get distracted easy. My phone beeps, I got to check Twitter, you know. Um, But I think the the ease of controls, that anybody could pick it up and play it, I mean, a six-year-old, you know, Um, I think yeah. that added to the game. That was more of a benefit than it was a, a hindrance. Well said. It pains me to say that after years. <laughs> 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 they, they took the time
0: to sort of, I mean, their, their tutorial is essentially you can press the, this joystick to move and this button to jump. And that's sort of their tutorial. Other than that, they let the, the player completely guide themselves. You don't have to get that first scarf piece, which tells you how to jump. You can skip it. You can skip everything. There's nothing you have to do in this game, um,
2: which is mm-hmm. kind of cool. Catherine from uh, Flock of Nerds beat it in 28 minutes. Like, y- yeah, she got think, well. She
0: got credits, <laughs> right? Well, after you beat the game, I think it unlocks all the chapters, and you can enter the last chapter right away. It does um, in the first and level. Th- there's portals. Right. Mm-hmm. and I think instead of going to the the, the the main portal, she went right to that snowy one. Like, what was she been thinking of? That poor girl. Like, oh my god, what happened? <laughs> went from sandy dunes to this mountain. <laughs> this is an awful game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. What am I it's missing? inconsistent. Um, okay, what did you think about the gameplay mechanics? We'll start with you, Sean.
1: Yeah, I think to kind of touch on what P1 said, they're very simple, but they're 100% appropriate for this game. And simple mechanics don't make for a bad experience necessarily. I mean... We have all kinds of games with, you know, I uh, think of like dive kick or, you know, games that are super high concept in their mechanics. So for a game that has three-dimensional movement, jumping, floating, flying, surfing, you know, jumping off ramps when you're surfing down the uh, the sand, uh, a little bit of stealth, if you want to call it that, I think there's enough here for the experience that the developers are trying to give you and the story they're trying to tell i don't think i mean i've played games that i would consider walking simulators in the yeah. in the derogatory sense like the game proteus that's a game where there's no mechanic like there's literally just three-dimensional movement you know what i mean so i think journey like there, there's more than enough here it's simple but it's completely sufficient for what they're trying to do with the game well said. Yeah, I think that sums it up pretty good, actually. Uh, it does have a really smooth
0: sort of transition from I'm walking up this dune to, oh, I'm, I'm sliding down this dune now. And it lets you experience it instead of forcing it on you too, which I think is great. Um, I actually forgot to mention dune sliding. I love that. Sliding down the dunes, amazing. Um, Okay, Jake, what did you think of the gameplay mechanics? Uh,
5: I, I'm going to go with uh, defer to our our pair of Sean's on the podcast I really just you know I think what they said sort of nailed it um, on you know from start to finish it was just uh, a perfect balance of simplicity and sort of a good example of how less is more um and the, the controls were simple enough to where it didn't like obscure the experience that they were going for it quickly became second nature and you know didn't try to get too fancy um I, I personally wouldn't consider this a walking simulator or even bring that into the conversation. But um, mainly just because I feel like that there's um, obviously lateral movement. But I think it was just um, just super simple. But, but that was ideal for the world.
0: One thing they added into the game that I, they originally didn't even intend on focusing on so much was the scarf mechanic. Um, and the ability to, it's sort of the only thing you're looking for other than getting to the end of the game, is the scarf pieces. What did you think of that mechanic? And did you actually seek them out? Because you don't even need to, but did you?
5: I did. Uh, but I think that was more out of just, um, you know... It, it, I wasn't sure if that was going to add something to the story. I know it added to, I guess a little bit of the artistic flair of my character jumping around. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I wasn't exactly sure if it was going to matter or not. So I went with the ones that I could get to easily, but I, I didn't hunt them. So gotcha. Yeah.
2: I'm the exact gotcha. opposite. I got to jump in here, Mark. Cause I love the scarf. The scarf mechanic is what drove me to the end of this game. Walking through the desert is boring. It sucks. Um, walking anywhere is not fun. And you can, you get these brief glimpses of flight with your short little scarf. And, and it's like, oh, I gotta go recharge this again. Oh, I gotta, but the longer, and then mm-hmm. as soon as you realize, if my scarf gets longer, I can be in the sky longer. I can move freely longer. I can, you know, I can not be chained to this earth for longer. And it's just like, <laughs> I need to have all of these scarf pieces. I need them now. And I, I hunted them out. Uh, they were the best part of the game for, cause it, I felt like, the game you were free and then at the end of the game when that giant robot Falcor snake comes and attacks me and I didn't hide quick enough and he took half my scarf and then he took half my scarf again and I was back down to that one little measly scarf and I was like oh my I'm crippled again it was like I, it was like I, I I was someone who has lost the ability to fly and now i was stuck walking That <laughs> <I> was so <laughs> miserable i need but i loved i loved that mechanic that made the game that made the game for me the the ability to to hunt these pieces out and, and use them like that
0: the fact that you felt what you felt after losing that scarf i think is a testament to how good uh, how good they designed it for sure for sure i agree um rich what did you think about the gameplay mechanics and the scarf mechanic what about those
3: six axis controls guys or as we like oh, to call yeah. them on our yeah. as we like to call them on our podcast the sucks asses controls.
4: <laughs> oh, well <then>.
3: said. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> well, then. I don't think
2: the PS4 had them. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh,
1: they did yeah. at the very beginning.
3: Yeah. Uh, when it. I, I mean,
1: started the game it made me like steer to make oh, the person nice. stand up. So, yeah. but that was it.
3: Yeah, I mean, you can use the thumbstick to bypass it, the right thumbstick. So I, yeah. I didn't use them, but I just thought it was kind of funny. They tried to implement them in the game. We played a game called Folklore that relies heavily on them. Um, and, Actually, uh, you didn't
0: mind it, it in Folklore?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's the fun. It's the only game
3: though. I didn't mind it in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's fun. It's, I mean, good, it's, it's catchy, but uh, yeah, I don't know. But um as far as the gameplay mechanics are concerned i I agree with everyone i mean it it was neat that there were only three basic mechanics i mean there were like more of the actions jump do some sort of babbling sort of talk or interact which was you know one of them and then just you know moving just movement and um i thought it was great and i especially like the way the game starts out and really gives you no instruction you're just kind of thrown out there and you just have to kind of figure out how to interact with everything on your own you know and uh that's just a real um, testament to the game and, you know, great design. And because when you figure those things out, you, you get really excited. You know, oh, this makes this do that or that. I wonder if there's other things that I can do in the game. And uh, there are a few different things you can do, but not a whole lot. And uh, again, I you know, just to kind of go back to my son playing, it was really fun to not say anything to him and watch him figure these things out and watch his face light up, you know, that, that was great. It kind of, you know, brings you back to kind of being a child again. Which was awesome. Um, one of the things, I, typically after I finish a game, I'll, I'll watch a few uh, reviews, um, which I, I don't do before I play a game, but sometimes afterwards I do. And one of the things I liked was the whole uh, kind of talking mechanic. You, can't, you can interact with other players in this game, but you can't directly speak to them. You can only talk in these little symbols. Um, and from what I understand, there are over 200 symbols in this game, and every time you play, your symbol can change. And I just thought That's that was great. neat, you know, that little thing that pops up. And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, just playing alongside. I think our uh, my son's playthrough had six, and I met four people in mine. Um, it, it's just kind of neat how you'll just kind of tap on those things to try to, you know, like communicate, just to say like, oh, hey, how are you doing? You know. And uh, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it, it's really neat without being able to speak to each other without using a headset. Um, you know, just kind of figuring out how to, you know, interact with each other, and, each other, and say, hey. Let's you know go through this game together, uh, because one of the cool things is if you stay together. One of the gameplay mechanics is your scars recharge. You can recharge off of each other and feed off of each yeah. other.
0: Yeah, uh, which is you really can fly neat. Almost infinitely. It's it's
2: pretty cool. Right. Yeah. So super bummed out. Yeah. I didn't see anybody.
4: Oh. <sighs>
2: I mean, at the end credits told scary. me I saw people, but I didn't see them. Yeah, they were there.
3: Yeah. My understanding I, is when this game came out it didn't have that option this came a little later is that correct uh that's what i understood and heard from someone else Mm, But that was something that came later like a patch
2: we uh if nobody in this show could say otherwise that is fact
4: (laughs) i was off (laughs) (laughs)
0: listening to the uh i listened to the commentary of the creators they said that they crunched to make sure the netcode worked at launch but Mm -hmm. i didn't hear them specify if that meant player to player or if it just meant Connecting to trophies or something—I don't—I don't know which it was, but but they um, they did mention how your symbol changes, um, and that's how you can tell if somebody if this is their second playthrough or not, or third or fourth, um, which is cool. You wouldn't even know it, but see, it, um, they put it in the game. But
2: <laughs> I uh, I want to tell a little story here about uh, a companion. So Musty Hobbit played this game, and he told me afterwards that when he played through. He did meet up with uh with someone in the game, and I think it was like the second stage when they when they found each other, and yep. they went through every stage of the game together. They 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 waited for each other. They helped each other. Uh, they yep. would chirp back and forth at each other, and this is like journey chirp speak, not like two baseball players chirping at each other, sure, um, <laughs> or birds. Uh, he. Uh, <laughs>
3: Keep yeah, so they went
2: through the whole game together and they, they got to the stage, you know, on the mountain and they walked up the mountain. And at one point, um, in the wind and the howling snow, they lost each other. And, and Musty said that when he lost this guy, he actually got scared. You know what I mean? He was like worried. He was like, where's, I don't He didn't have a name for the guy because you don't know the guy's name, you know, where's, where's my friend? Where's he at? What, you know, I'm alone now. I've been with this guy since the beginning. Where is he? And then they, they, by some miracle of chance, <laughs> crossed paths again on the mountain and died within Scarf's reach of each other. Um
0: <laughs> cool. Yeah, and he told me this. Tragic. He was like,
2: he was telling me, you know, he got a little bit of dust in his eye when this happened. And uh, I heard this and I was just like, I didn't see anybody. I was completely all alone. <laughs> I was alone in the desert. I was alone underground. I was alone in the mountain. I was alone, like, and then it was sort, and then I was like, "Oh man, it's kind of like real life." he has all these friends, and I'm all alone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I wanted, like, did you guys meet companions? Did you have, did you have any epic stories like that? Uh, and how do I make it happen? How do I play this game again and meet somebody and and have this happen so I can suck off of their scarf? So I can take their scarf power for my own.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh my
2: god! Um, I played it through originally on
0: when I played it back in the day. I played it with. I think it was two people, Um first person got about halfway through. Actually, they designed two levels in a way that you're almost always going to meet the person that connects into the game. Most of the levels are linear. So if if they connect to you and you're already well into it, you probably won't see them, which is probably what happened to you. But the two levels, the big one with the big giant arching bridges where you make the ribbon bridges. That one you're supposed to encounter people because it's sort of a triangle shape. It forces you to come back to one area, so your chances of meeting somebody are higher. Um, So that's probably where Musty met his friend. Um, But anyway, that time I played it through, and it was, I, I connected with people who had already played it, and they just kept trying to show me where the scarf pieces were. Um, and I kind of didn't like it. I felt like I know they were just trying to help me, but I like finding things on my own. This time around, I didn't even connect to the internet. I didn't want that to happen again. Hmm. Um, Completely different experiences. So, yeah. I I have a hard time recommending which way to do it. Because, like Masti said, when that person left him, he was alone. And you feel that throughout the entire game when you have nobody else there. It has Mm -hmm. sort of a... um, it's the same feeling that Metroid tries to go for. You're on your own. It's very atmospheric. You feel alone. But when you have a friend there, it's a completely different game. You get more attached to that other player than you do yourself in this world. Uh, so it's hard for me to recommend which I which you should do. But anyway, how about you guys? Um, Sean, did you have any online experiences like that?
1: Yeah, I did. I, I can't remember in my first playthrough years back if I had anything significant happen. But this morning when I was playing... I had people. I guess I had four people, according to the credits, four different people in my game, and uh, I I thought it was cool. A couple times they came into the game via being very distant, and I would like catch a glimpse of them from a very far distance, and then we would kind of converge on some kind of area together and start frolicking around. But <laughs> I uh, the scene where we uh, where you collapse in the snow, I was actually with another player. And as the control kind of freezes on you, as you're just lurching forward, the other player collapsed in front of me and it was extremely powerful. I was just sitting there kind of frozen myself in real life, just holding my controller. Like it was breathtaking. It was really cool. That yeah. is cool. As, as you know, dark as it is to say, that's the time
3: I wish everybody could experience. Like that's, yeah. that's
0: cool. Um, How about uh, Rich? How about
3: you? Yeah, sort of the same thing. I mean, with I'll agree with Sean. Like, uh, I would you know start levels, and I would run into people periodically during my first playthrough. I think I had a more powerful experience with my son's playthrough, in that that is what happened. My son collapsed with someone at the end. And, uh, you know, other than trying to have to explain, like, what death is to my six-year-old son now, right. you know, it <laughs> right. you know, was a, a pretty uh, incredible moment. Although, what immediately follows that, like, the bliss that follows that and watching his face light up, I mean, it, it makes it all better, you know. Immediately, it's like a removing a Band-Aid or something. It's great. But, yeah, um, it was a cool experience. And I remember listening to a podcast, and similar to up 2 the guy said – I was playing this and other people were showing me everything and it really made me angry and playing yeah. this game. And I, I just wanted to be alone. I'm used to playing games alone and I, I just, you know, I really prefer it that way. And it sort of at the same time, it, it made him think about that and mm-hmm. made him do like a little bit of self reflection on his own life, which was, you know, which was pretty, pretty awesome. And that's it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this game's pretty powerful in different ways. I just think it's, again how you approach it and uh you know maybe what's going on you know emotionally with you at the time you're playing the game so yeah
2: yeah as wow. a parent you watched your son go through this journey from birth to death and then after and like and
3: oh yeah and like, running toward lady parts yeah i did
2: yeah and running <laughs> towards but it's like this is like This game is a microcosm for what you're going to experience through life. You're going to see your son go through a journey, you know, journeys like this and possibly (laughs) run towards lady parts. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. How did he, so how did, when he, when he was on the mountain, I'm curious as to, I mean, as a six year old, how did he take the freezing and dying? Like, what was, what was his reaction to that?
3: Well, his first reaction is, this sucks. My thumb's getting sore, you know, because. (laughs) A lot of thumb pushing there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because you you slow down a lot. So I I don't know. His reaction was, why can't I move faster? That's the six-year-old process in the mind. I was, you know, I I was moving so much faster before. Why can't I move faster now? And then they just collapse, and he just like, you know, I just saw him look up, and his eyes got really big, and he's like, am I dead? You know, because I told him, I said, you can't die in this game, right? Right. Because you can't. I mean, it's something we I, I guess we didn't mention before, but uh I guess me reiterating that, he knew that there was more to come. That's very cool. Odd experience, but uh, it, it was very cool watching him do that. That is cool. Yeah, that sounds
0: awesome. Jake, how about you? Any online experiences like that? I, I didn't have
5: anything quite as dramatic as, as uh, you know, what Musty uh, went through or, or even other uh, um, Sean and uh, Rich had there, but, you know, I, to me, it was less of the, I guess, the dramatic uh, or at least on the negative side of things. I didn't like watch someone die in front of me or collapse in front of me. To me, it, like I was sharing the more blissful moments with other people because we were doing the thing where we would, you know, help each other with our scarves and stay aloft and like, you know, and the floating through the sand and sliding down the dunes or just jumping over things. And just that, you know, um, visual and audio experience, and knowing uh, that and, and then you know the i guess the the climbing of the mountain you know we were calling to each other trying to help each other find the right path and stay together and get behind those barriers to keep the wind from blowing us back you know it, it was i guess a little bit smaller in terms of the interactions that i had but i still found them very profound uh, nonetheless so i really i really think that was an interesting decision to make the the multiplayer anonymous random and like only like mechanically positive i thought that was a a really interesting design choice
0: well put i also like that like what you said about it being anonymous i like that they didn't give you the names until the very end right Um, right i like that about that too
3: yeah and hey raise your hand if you got scarf envy
2: during the game (laughs) you saw some was bigger than yours my scarf yeah.
3: was massive.
2: I wasn't able to say I, <laughs> My first time through, <laughs> I was hurting. <laughs> uh, I, I, by, before I got attacked on the, on the mountain and, and lost half of it, my scarf was so long that I, I would, I would be like in the air for 15, 20 seconds at a time. Like I never, it was, it was huge. It was so huge. It was, uh, I Just actually got, I got, yeah, it was quite. I mean, it was a little warm. I was like uh, Lenny Kravitz in that picture that goes around the internet, where he's got the giant wool scarf wrapped around his head. That was me. <laughs> nice, love
0: it. Yeah, definitely some scarf envy on my end, though. Definitely, not this time though. On my own. <laughs> nice. No one, no one got to see how big it was, uh, but I'm. Let me assure you, it was huge. <laughs> um. Okay, cool. Anything gameplay-wise that we haven't covered? Anything anybody wants to mention before we move on to the sound?
3: I don't know, maybe like flying at the end. That that whole Sure. part Sequence. at the end was really really awesome. Uh, definitely. Yeah, I, I mentioned my son just the, the bliss on his face just being able to fly and hold that button down and there was just yeah. something really freeing and just awesome about that part of the game. Uh just, definitely. Put a huge smile on your face doing that, you know? Flying in general, I don't know how they did it. They just made it fun. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's was great. Really I, good. Um,
5: a few, I guess it was probably a few, a few episodes back uh, of Polykill when we had a uh, flock of nerds on our show. We were discussing something. I, I was referring to Journey as being rapturous. And oh, yeah. I, I got a little razzed for it. But like, when I think, of the, I guess, when I think of that bit at the end where you're flying and the music is swelling and, you know, every, all the struggle is behind you and you're just free and you can just fly. It was like that is the perfect word for that segment is rapturous. And yeah. I absolutely love that part of the game.
2: Well said. That, that segment of the game was the reward for me. It was, you have gone through all of this. You have trudged up the side of the mountain. You've made it through the desert. You've gone through the underground. You've, You've done everything you can do. Your reward is just absolute pure bliss because it feels so good to fly. It's Mm. your scarf is always charged. You don't got to drop down and find little scarves to suck their life force from them so you can fly more. (laughs) You're just, oh, it's so good. I assume that's what we're doing.
5: It is, yeah. (laughs) It was, it was, it was literally the best interpretation of paradise or heaven that i've seen in any visual medium period like point. movie tv game whatever it was just it's perfect and it was such a payoff that it just it sold it completely to me it was it was amazing
0: i was going to uh wait till we get to graphics because everything about this scene they built towards um mm-hmm. there's a lot of scenes where we're in the desert and it's daylight but the sky is never blue. It's either white or sometimes it's even green, but they saved blue for that ending just so you can have that feel Mm. when you burst through there. Um, Same with the flying mechanic and uh, the bright visuals, the music, everything was everything in the game is designed to that
3: one point, uh, which I thought was pretty cool.
0: They saved blue sky. (laughs)
4: That's amazing.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So smart. Yeah, the color palette in this game is fantastic.
0: okay i guess we'll get into sound then uh which <laughs> the beauty of the game is is the soundtrack it uh it was actually the most games they design music to sort of fit areas this game they kind of designed areas to fit music but not it's it's kind of weird it's kind of cool how the composer worked with these guys to do it um very powerful right from the start but what did you guys think about it? Was there any favorite tracks that stood out? What did you think of the overall sound design, including the sound effects? Or I'll start with Rich this time.
3: Yeah, I thought the sound and music in this game was incredible. Um, I do a lot of uh, vinyl collecting as far as, um, you know, uh, video game soundtracks. And if this was ever put on vinyl... This would be one at the top of my list to purchase it's beautiful and uh my understanding is that the the person who did the soundtrack and then the person who did the sound effects worked directly with each other in conjunction yeah. for everything yeah. Yeah. um the way it sits the mood the way it changes the ups and downs it reminds me a lot of shadow of the colossus as you're playing that game
4: oh, yeah. um
3: and cool. it's 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 just beautiful I mean, it just really, really gives you the feels. I mean, as visually impressive as this game is, uh, you know, the sound uh, and the the soundtrack is just equally, if not more impressive.
1: Hmm. Well said.
3: Um,
0: I'll go with Sean next.
1: Yeah, I actually... So I played this with headphones this time, playing it on the PS4, which was a really nice treat I actually was like about 20 minutes in the game and into the game this morning and I thought oh wait I can listen to headphones because I I haven't done that yet on my recently purchased ps4 so I I made this made the uh switch there and put headphones on and I'm glad I did because yeah the, the the it's orchestral music that just tends to be sweeping and it it's crescendos at the right places it swells when something quiet is going on and yeah it's just perfectly appropriate and very powerful and i highly recommend headphones if if you have the technology definitely i was listening
0: to austin wintery i believe his name is um he was talking about how cello is like one of the biggest instruments used in this soundtrack and I thought that was kind of cool because I never think of Joe <laughs> but, <anyway, laughs> but anyway, Jake, uh, what were what were you gonna say about the sound? Uh, God, see, this
5: this is like the high point of this game for me. As much as I love the experience and the visuals and the design of the game, like the music is by far the crowning achievement of this game. And uh-huh. to say that the music—I mean, the music does not exist on an island, right? It it, it works so well with the rest of the game. Um, you know, Austin Wintery is one of my favorite composers and mm-hmm. the fact that he, uh, you know, he worked with the team that made the game, like even down to the programming team, like he was involved with everybody. He was talking to yeah. everybody and um, just, just the, the sheer brilliance of the soundtrack. And like we were talking, you know, one of the questions was favorite tracks at the, the very ending track. Uh, I think it was called I Am Born for This or I Was Born for This. Uh, it was the only track to have vocals in it. Um, oh, yeah. And it it reminded me, I don't know if anyone here is a fan of uh, film score, but Hans Zimmer, he scored Gladiator. And there is um, yep. um, a, a song from that movie called Now We Are Free. And it just put it, it reminded me of that. And it's one of my favorite soundtracks, one of my favorite songs of one of my favorite movies. So just having those two sort of coalesce in my brain just made it even better so cool. yeah.
3: Great. did you want to awesome. run your hands through did you want to run your hands through the top of some wheat I did <laughs> I really did uh-huh. <laughs> like, I wanted I wanted to grow wheat just so I could do that
5: <laughs> or just just not weed eat for a month we'll try that either way
4: <laughs>
0: wow alright uh, P1 how about you
2: this uh, everybody uh, there's nothing more I can say
1: <laughs> yeah what can it's you just, say <laughs> you know what I mean can I That's just throw in, since that. since Jake mentioned that uh-huh. the the final song has vocals, I feel a little bit guilty because I kind of it made me think of I am the Wind from Castlevania Symphony of the Night. <laughs> I oh, no. If you <laughs> if you swap them out, would it be much of a difference? But still, I I love the ending song and Journey as well. It, it's not not cheesy in a bad way. That's not what I meant to say, but it's a very similar like sentimental tone, mm-hmm. and it reminded me kind of of that. So thought that was yeah. funny
3: yeah and don't quote uh, yeah. me on this but i believe this was nominated for a grammy it was um it what? was i think it was maybe the first video game score that yep. was ever nominated for a grammy that's um, the truth i heard that on the podcast cool. so i don't know if it's true but i did say it on here so according to p1 <laughs> makes it it's true, true. Exactly. that's right <laughs> it's true <laughs> no, that, that is that is that's absolutely crazy. true that's so
4: that. oh, cool uh if oh. there are any
2: other audio files listening at home um Jake actually linked us uh you can buy this game on you can get this soundtrack on vinyl. So oh, wow. oh
1: man. Yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh they're with the bank account.
2: <laughs> it's, it's 35 <laughs> bucks for
5: for uh, double LP. So and their picture picture discs too. So yeah. hopefully they stay in stock. Oh yeah,
0: cool. All right. Cool. Yeah, I think yeah, everybody seems to be on the same boat. That is <laughs> the sound. So just another example of why Journey is awesome. Um so check it out. And we'll get into the graphics, which is another huge beautiful step. The sand alone. My god, that sand. Anyway, what did you guys think of the graphics? (laughs) D1, I'm gonna start with you this time.
2: So, I'm a bit of uh, a graphics uh, harlot. (laughs)
4: That's (laughs) where you're gonna go. I
2: I like Pretty games. Um, this game is pretty. It's go- it's 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 gorgeous. It's it's breathtakingly gorgeous. I actually just got a 4K TV installed Saturday. Uh, I don't know if it supports 4K on the PS4 for this game, but I'm going to to like, spoiler for something I'm going to say later. But I'm going to try the game in f- to see if I can how it looks in 4K. Um, hmm. If if it does 4K, if it doesn't, I'm, I don't care. I'm still gonna do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a gorgeous game. The they convey so much through the settings, um, the desert. You feel alone. You know, it's that starts it off as as you're alone. But it still feels like maybe there's some hope because it's open skies. You've got the Lady Parts Mountain, um, and then as <laughs> the game progresses, like when you're in that uh, the underground section. You know, you, when you feel like I am in the the bowels here, I am I am I am as deep as it gets, and it is not a not a friendly place. This is where whatever took us down. This is where it, this is where it happened. This is where it originated. You know, the
4: mm-hmm. the,
2: mo- the demon or the monster, full of fire and shadows. Like this is this is where it came from. And then the very next stage after that, you're slowly turning on. You know, you're filling up a room with the the scarf souls and. And, you know, going up stage by stage, so you can fly a little bit and you can jump up and out of it. And then they have these giant, like, whale creatures that you can ride on, but they're not whales. They're like weird scarf creatures. Um, and you can ride them and then you get to the next stage. And so you go from being in this complete and utter darkness into filling a room with golden light. And then, uh, it's just, it's, it's a gorgeous game. It's so beautiful. And then the, the mountain. Um, I, I felt cold. I did basic training for the military in February in Quebec. Um, tr- it gets so cold there that trees explode because the sap <laughs> freezes. Uh, and I felt cold playing this game, walking up that mountain. Yeah, well, wow. um, yeah. Anyway, this is it, yeah, I mean, it looks they good.
0: definitely make you feel cool.
2: <laughs> uh, one other thing, the character design. What did you think of that? I, uh, uh, it's good. I like it. It's it doesn't it's. It does what it's supposed to do. It's not too super detailed. Um, it's not too simple. It it is a good avatar for a person to project onto. And that scarf, is as that scarf gets just the visual. Like if it was just a number or just a meter that got bigger or or you know. But to vi- to visually see that scarf grow and know with each additional segment, this is more. Enjoyment. This is more freedom. This gives me the ability to do more, to be more. You know, it's it's the embodiment of your potential, and then you have it ripped away by one of those evil sky sharks. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well said.
4: Retire. Yeah.
2: All
0: right. Cool. How about uh, Sean? What did you think with the graphics overall? What were some of your favorite stages? And what did you think of the character
1: design? So I'll start with the character design. I do think it was a perfect avatar for uh, the game that it is, and I think you know, going with this kind of genderless, like cloaked from head to toe kind of figure, just makes it so anybody can project his or herself onto that character model. So I think that was pretty brilliant, and I I mentioned on our forums because we were kind of talking about the. Uh, the timelessness of the game. And I think from a technical standpoint, they made some really good choices with the uh, color shading. They didn't use a lot of high res textures. A lot of things are just solid colors. I think, you know, besides the sand and snow, which are pretty good, I I, I believe that um, this game will turn out aging very well. Like, I think we could probably look at this game in 10 years and still say it looks good. At least I predict that's what will happen based on, Playing it five years ago and playing it now, it still looks incredible. So um, that's my take on the graphics. Again, like the mechanics, they're they're pretty simple if you want to look at it that way, but they're perfect for what they need to be. Definitely.
0: Well said. Okay, uh, Jake.
5: So graphically, I think this game, like it does a lot, but it, it's it's more about what isn't there to me than what is there. It's, you know, the graphics are high fidelity, everything's crisp and it looks good, but there's, you know, from the, I guess the art style would be the right term. It may be overly generic, but, you know, when it comes to the character design, the world design, we even talked briefly earlier, maybe prematurely about the the color palette and how very specific choices were made to omit certain colors and then bring them in at certain times. Um, you know, it was, you know, the just, everything that it needed to be to sell the experience and the, you know, going from the desert and like, and I know we're all thinking of, at least I assume we're all thinking of the one thing when we talk about the sand, when you're sliding down the sand and you're sliding through those buildings and you're looking out to the, uh, to the East and the sun's out there and the cellos are just wailing away. It's just, you know, it's beautiful. And just seeing the sand sparkle and uh, in the sunlight, it's, just absolutely gorgeous. And in terms of character design, um, it, it was, you know, like from a, an actual character design standpoint of, it, you know, kind of like was mentioned a second ago, being genderless, hooded, you know, something easy to project on, but still behaving and being animated in a way that is relatable and, and makes sense. And you never really had any doubt about what was going on with the character when it would I guess, emote, for lack of a better uh, term. So I, I thought it was, you know, once again, just a, another facet of a uh, vision that was executed really, really damn well.
0: Right on. Yeah, it just goes to show how well the team all worked together. I think the the way that we're all gushing over every aspect just shows how good they all formed together. So true. Um. Okay, Rich, how about you? What did you think of the graphics, stages, character design, that kind of thing?
3: Well, I've always wanted to play as a Jawa, so that was great. <laughs> Utini to all my homies. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, just to go back to the uh, color palette, I really love uh, the use of color in this game. Red is a you know great signifier, one that you start out with in the game. Um, that's the color of your character. You know, the desert has a lot of reds in it. White is sort of this color of power, where the ancestors are the white. Your scarf lights up white. Um, and, you know, kind of a, a neat sort of divine color, if you will. And it just seems, as we mentioned, that all the colors in this game are purposeful, whether adding colors or limiting colors. When you go down into the dungeon, it turns into a like a bluish-green kind of dank, yeah. more blacks. The walls are sort of blacked out. Sometimes you you might go up a dune and you're realizing you're just walking against the wall. Um, you know, so everything is is just really appropriate. And when you make your way out of that, you know, you're running into these... These carpets and stuff that are, again, more reds, it gives you kind of this sense of hope. You know, there is hope at the end of the game. The snowfield, same way, you know, covered in, you know, whites. And you've got the frozen carpets and things like that that are kind of buried under the snow that will kind of light up when you touch them. It's just a, a beautiful, beautiful game. And, uh, you know, it, as I mentioned before, everything seems purposeful in this game. You know, it was so well thought out. Um There was so much love put into this game by the people that designed it, you know, from the way it looks to the music. And uh, as a gamer, that really makes you really, really appreciate a piece of art like this more.
0: Yeah, well said, well said.
3: Mm.
0: Wow. Cool. I think that's graphics. Was there anything else graphically we haven't covered
1: I just want to say I don't know if it counts as graphics or if it's something that will be touched on later. But I I do want to say the sense of scope in this game is pretty well done uh, from uh, high heights where you can see very far away. You know, the draw distance, there's nothing to complain about there. You can see things very far away, even at the beginning of the game, seeing the mountain, seeing the uh, other, you know, the. Markers in front of you. Uh, I just want to say that the scale is done very well in this game. I think. Well said.
5: Yeah. I agree, and 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 sort of chiming in on on level design there. I think much like say an Uncharted game does, where it gives you this sense of scale and it sense that the world is is massive and almost the feeling of an open world, but yet it limits you in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, it guides you. It's very linear. But at the same time, you don't feel restricted or like you're on rails. And I think this game, even though it's a smaller in scale overall, did a good job of still feeling really big. Yeah. yeah. Very spacious.
0: It did. it did. Well said. Scale. I never even thought about scale. It makes perfect sense. You're feeling it the whole way through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's a very linear game, but um, it, the way you're kind of boxed in is uh, unintrusive. Um. So, you know, you've got like sometimes you'll kind of go toward the outside and the wind will sort of blow you back in or something like yeah. that. You, you just don't even really think about it, you yeah. know, is as far as, you know, having limits. But you do. <laughs> so, it's true. I remember the creatively,
0: creatively
5: implemented.
3: Yes, it's true. When you start that
0: game mode, and you see a, a couple of flags up ahead. So you're like, OK, I'm going to go that way. But the whole time I'm thinking, could I just turn around and keep going? Could I just keep walking? I see all these dunes around me. Um. And then if you do go, you do get pushed back. But it still feels like I'm in this big, giant open area. So, yeah. Okay. um, Before we close up, was there anything else anybody wanted to touch on before we get into lasting impressions? I think we pretty much covered most of the game. um, But is there anything we missed? Anything anybody wants to bring up? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I guess
5: we did it. (laughs) We've officially exhausted it.
0: Wow. Okay, cool. With that said, that is pretty much Journey. Um, We're going to get into our lasting impressions now. Um, Sort of our overall rating and our final thoughts. Uh, If this is your first time playing it, would you recommend this to anybody else for their first time playing it? Um, Say if you wouldn't recommend it, what would you need to change about it? Or what would you recommend to change for other people? If if you had somebody in mind, what would make them play it? Um, We'll start with uh, Rich. Your overall thoughts.
3: Uh, overall thoughts. Uh, this was a a great experience. That's probably the best way I can put it. I don't want to call it a great game. Uh, I think that limits it in a lot of ways. I want to say it's, you know, just a great overall experience. Having this experience myself, having this experience with uh, my six year old kid, my nine year old daughter actually wants her turn and wants to be split too. She saw some of it. So, um, I I think that's going to be really cool. Um, it, it really changes your definition of as far as what a game is. And I think as far as recommending a game like this, you got to know your audience. Mm-hmm. Um, there are just some people that, you know, just really like action-packed games. They like a lot of button pressing and, you know, games to be more complex. To me, one of the things I like with this game is it's two hours. It has a short run time. And I know for some people that can be a complaint, but for a game where you're just encapsulated by all this beauty, I think it's sort of a perfect runtime. I think it's um, it just works really well with what the content is and the message that's trying to be, um, you know, put across in this game. So, I think as far as recommending this game, again, you're just going to have to know who your audience is. But if you feel it's someone that can appreciate something like this, you know, I would say uh, give it a high recommendation. I think they'll have a really really enjoyable experience out of it um it was one of the best games i've played this year so um gets really high marks from me because it scores so high in so many different categories i I don't think i can rate it low
0: right on well said well said okay uh sean what uh what are your thoughts would you play this again and would you recommend it to anybody else
1: yeah, absolutely. I think I could probably continue what I was saying in the opening of the show where I the first time I played this game I kind of didn't know what it, what to expect. I wasn't really educated on what indie games were. It was more early in the history of indie games. But again, th- this game kind of lit a spark in me where I was very interested in what the designers were trying to do in this game, why they did it. I wanted to learn about that game company I wanted to learn. I, I watched so many YouTube videos. Every YouTube video that Genova Chen or Kelly Santiago was in, I've probably cool. seen. And <laughs> I just got to say that You know, being a podcaster, being a writer about video games, that back the first time I played Journey was probably the spark that inspired me to like actually learn more about game design and the things that we're talking about here and not just be like a Beavis and Butthead, like this game sucks, this one's great kind of person. So um, having said all that, uh, playing it again this morning and kind of knowing what to expect, but also being uh i was looking forward to it i was i was happy to be able to play it again and have a reason to i think i enjoyed it probably twice as much if not more maybe five times as much as the first time i played it wow. i was really i really just let myself be emotionally uh, affected, you know, maybe I was primed for it. Maybe uh, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, uh, you know, cause I wanted to feel that way and that's, that's okay. It was worth it. You know, um, I would definitely recommend this to anybody who feels like they can handle it, you know, uh, in a way, again, it's, it's hard to explain to somebody up front, like, don't go into this expecting uh, call of duty. Cause that's not what it is, you know, like, yeah. um, yeah. But if, like Rich was saying, if you know the person, you can make a really good uh, recommendation based on that. I would also say I'm really looking forward to if that game company ever makes another game, which they're supposed to. I can't wait to see what it is. Same here, man. I'm still
0: still in disbelief that they haven't released another game. It's crazy. Which means this one's going to be real good when it comes (laughs) out. Right. (laughs) Um, Also, I don't know if you're interested, but... There are some uh, prototypes like uh, early development journey stuff online. I don't know if you've seen them. You've probably already seen them, but they're pretty cool to look at. Um, The main character had arms at one point. Um, Okay, cool. Uh, Jake, your overall thoughts.
5: Um, well, I guess from everything that everyone's heard me say up until now, I think you get get an idea that this is a very pretty important game to me. So like rating wise, you know, I high marks and everything for me. Um, and mainly just because of the cohesion of the of the experience, nothing really felt out of place, the controls, the graphics, the art design, the music, everything just sort of came together in a perfect work of art for me. i I really have no complaints with this game on any level um and i guess probably one of the i guess lasting impressions of the game to me is just how positive things are around this game not just like people reviewing it or playing it but just like if you go like earlier i pulled up the uh, soundtrack on youtube right like this is like an unofficial channel of somebody just uploaded the entire soundtrack and Austin Wintry comes by like every year or so, and like updates his comment about how he loves that people still love the soundtrack. And then, like wow. every comment after this, <laughs> is just like people talking about their stories and like I was, you know, you know, like experiences that we share, like Musty had or like that Sean had, um, and how it was just, you know, it's just comment after comment of just people t- t- telling their version of what happened in this journey. And to me, that's so. You know, it, it shouldn't be abnormal, but it is. And it's so refreshing to see just all the positivity around the game and how much it means to people. And, and you know, I'm one of those people. So it's, it's you know, it makes sense to me. And um, as far as recommending it, you know, I obviously kind of like uh, everyone else has said, it, you know, you got to know who you're talking to and know the audience. But, you know, if, if you get someone who's willing to try something new or, you know, just... Yeah, this is this is one of my highest recommended games, you know. Period. So I would definitely recommend it to anyone who wants to give it a shot.
0: Awesome, man! Happy to hear. It. I love hearing this praise, and I, and you're right. I've never really heard, other than P1, anybody <laughs> ever really say anything negative about it. <laughs> it's
5: out so, there. It's definitely out there, but just yeah. it's it's the minority, which is rare.
4: Yeah. It's, it's just so visit true. our
3: forums, then. <laughs>
4: oh yeah, that's right. I forgot you were
0: saying yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, we yeah. we had several people that it didn't affect and that's okay. I mean, you yeah. know, different yeah. strokes for different folks. People right. approach games differently, so
0: I get it. every Exactly. Everybody makes mistakes and, uh, you know, <laughs> nobody's perfect.
3: Exactly. Not everybody's
0: perfect. I think, is what That's you're right. Saying. That's right. That's what
2: I meant. Yep. All right. We can't, uh, get, we can't even get P2 to visit our forums. There's no way he's going to your forums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fun fact Rich actually, has, Rich actually has more posts on the Cartridge Club forums than P2 <laughs> has. That is, a fact. that is a fact. All right. P1, close us out with
0: your lasting impressions.
2: So when I first played this game a couple of years ago, uh, I, I wasn't interested in it. There was, It wasn't for me. The game was... At the time, I thought the game was, was bad. It was boring. It was dull. I, I didn't want anything to do with it. Every month, you ask us uh, if we would recommend a game to somebody, and if not, what would we have to change about that game to make us recommend it? And when I played Journey this time, the game... Journey the game is the same game. The game hasn't changed at all. But this time through, I enjoyed it. I I had... My experience was pleasant. It was, you know, better. And what had changed in that equation isn't the game but me. Uh, you know, so the, the difference wasn't Journey. The difference was, was who I was as a gamer, as a person. Uh, I play a lot of games now that are shorter because just lack of time. I want to get through them. But, like... There's the. I like to use games sort of as an escape from, you know, uh, negativity online or from headlines in the news that are mind blowing, or from a stressful day at work, or you know, things in life. I use games as, a, as an escape, and playing through Journey, I mean, it was a two-hour game, so it was really a, 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 an evening. Um, it's the it, it, I could I would be able to come home and and I could turn this on and I did and play through it and and everything else outside of that one little Jawa in the desert didn't exist anymore, none of it was real and it it actually, you know, it was an actual escape, it was an actual journey and at the end of it, you know, everything felt better, you know, the stressful day was gone Uh, I will play through this game again um, especially, you know, if I have a hard day at work or I I deploy and I come home and I just need a, a break or Something I will use this game as that, that 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 way. Uh, it it actually inspired me to try more games like this. I went out and I bought
3: Abzu, which so is did nice. I, man. <laughs> nice, great game. Yeah, great game. Yesterday, actually, yeah, yeah.
1: That one's really good. It's sometimes yeah, Austin a scored that Journey one too. Journey so. Underwater. Oh, did he?
2: Cool. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, nice, excellent. Um, yeah. So, uh, I would recommend this to anybody who needs an escape. Who, you know, if you're listen to this podcast and you're stressed out you're having a hard time and you know you're wondering you know what is going to make you feel better well i can't answer that but i can tell you that for two hours you can forget all of that and go for a walk in the desert
0: I don't really need to give my own I uh, <laughs> I liked it then I like it now I would recommend this to anybody it's two hours uh, especially if you can lend it to somebody lend it to them let them, let them see um, what they think it's two hours and with that said that is it for Journey for us for us here on this podcast now we've been playing all month with other people in the club and the RF generation playcast so we need to get into
2: their three word reviews and p1 i'm gonna let you take care of that excellent so every month we do a, a three word review of whatever the game is we've been playing uh this segment was stolen from Kanan and Rince, who had stolen it from somebody else <laughs> so uh it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's Sometimes it's challenging to, to sum a game up in three words, and other times it's really easy. Uh, if you <laughs> want to get your three-word review read on the air, whatever game we're playing that month, just uh, tweet us the hashtag. Tweet us your, your three-word review with the hashtag CC3WR. And uh, maybe throw the name of the game in the tweet, too, because we're starting to find that sometimes they're getting confused. Yeah, I don't, with all I the don't extra think, ones. <laughs> I don't think Ink Your Base is meant for Journey. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so, you know, kill them Nazis. That was uh, I think that was our Wolfenstein show. Um, so I'm <laughs> going to really jump in here. Up
4: here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> First up from at Steven Eider, we have find the flower question mark. Uh, so there is there's a, a flower s- in this game. Yeah. There is, yeah, it's in um, the desert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did not find it. Me neither. Next up from Josh at Frantic Society, life is beautiful.
4: Ooh, nice.
2: From Anzi of the Rad Rascals at Ajax Study, we have, really? You... <laughs> 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 um, I think he's probably uh, referring to the fact that we had always said we would never play this game. <laughs> That's <awesome. laughs> uh, Kevin from the Namecast, at Kevin the Tuna, beautiful and peaceful.
4: I'll mm,
2: well said. Rob from Bonus Barrel, at Bonus Barrel, says, games are... Yeah. Games are art. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Rob, for three words that all sound similar. (laughs) Games (laughs) are (laughs) art. Yeah, it's hard to to say that, man. Try saying that. Games is art. (laughs) Games is art. Games be art. From Kyle, uh, Game Time Arcade, at Kyle underscore three, two, five, underscore, life's a journey. Mm. From the Mighty Q-Dog, at Mighty Q-Dog, we have Better With Someone. I believe he played it through with his wife. Oh, Be interesting deep. to see if she had the same <laughs> sentiment. <laughs> at it's rocket sauce says sand sliding joy. Mm,
4: well at said.
2: Nintendo Hodge says short yet satisfying. Nice, Derek from Two Dorks and Thrifty Dorks and Dollar Dorks. Dollar, dollar at Dorks at deej 13 says smooth sand sliding. Nice. Musty Hobbit says, scarf it down. <laughs> oh, love it. Oh, cl- love it. Clever Musty. <laughs> Mike from the Retrolectors at Retrolectors said, haven't played it. Well, hopefully after listening to this podcast, you give it a shot. Yeah. Although you probably haven't listened to this podcast if you didn't play it because of the spoilers and you're not hearing me say that. I'll message you. Luckily, uh, there's
0: not much to spoil. Yeah
2: true <laughs> johnny 2900 says visually pleasing adventure said at stc pod says dying with friends <laughs>
3: <laughs> grim <laughs>
2: and finally from twitter at mrs q dog says dean's daily commute <laughs> <laughs> Our, uh, a lot
0: of nice mountain pictures
2: <laughs> yeah one of the club co-founders uh, dean lasagna was uh, he Sends a lot of pictures from Banff, which is a national park, and a lot of it looks like this game. It does that is all we have from Twitter? I am now going to ask our panel what their three word reviews are. I'm certain everyone is prepared this month, including my brother, who for some I reason have. waits until this exact moment to start thinking of it every month. <laughs> no. I got one though. I'm good. Okay, good. So we're going to start with Rich. Rich, what is your three word review for Journey?
3: My three word review is porked my senses. Mm, nice. Wow Thank you.
2: Classy. Classy. Classy and accurate <laughs> <laughs> And Jake what's your three word review Simply the greatest Ooh. Wow That's a bold nice. statement yeah. Very bold <laughs> And Sean your three word review for Journey
1: Let yourself Drift Ooh.
2: Nice Alright Mark lay it on me your three word review
0: Size does matter. Uh. (laughs) That's a scarf reference, by the way. uh uh
2: Uh-huh.
4: Is it? Let's move
0: on.
2: And uh, it's about this big. uh, All right. All right. My (laughs) three-word review for Journey is Gimme Dem Scarfs. Nice. Nice. That is the show, folks. Uh, I want to thank our listeners for coming along with us on this Journey.
0: (laughs) Oh, nice pause for dramatic effect.
5: (laughs) It was great with child, that pause.
2: (laughs) More importantly, I want to thank our panel uh, for being here. And I want to thank, uh, especially thank uh, Rich and Sean for suggesting uh, this very special collaboration month. So, uh, gentlemen, thank you all. And I am going to give everybody one last opportunity to plug themselves so Jake, if you could please plug yourself here <laughs> on the air.
5: Um, so I am, I am Jake. I'm a co-host over at Polykill podcast. You can find me on Twitter at the McAxel and the show is at Polykill on Twitter and we release every other Monday
2: and Sean.
1: Yeah, um, you can follow me on Twitter, that, but I never use it. It's at Mr. Sean Gray. I would much rather you follow me on Instagram, where I am at Gray Ghost Games, and that's G-R-A-Y.
3: And Rich. You can follow me on Twitter at the TheSingleBanana. Um, I do most of the updating, so um, you can find out when our new podcasts and everything are coming out while we're playing the next month. And you can also find Sean and I at www.rfgeneration.com. If you don't know about the site, come and check it out. It's basically a free database for collectors. Anyone can join. You can put whether you have the game, the manual, the box, any of that stuff. Stop holding on to those crazy spreadsheets, guys. I mean, this is, uh, you know, we make it easy for everyone. Um, And we even have a phone app, not for iOS, but, uh, you know, for Android. So check us out. And uh, you can follow our show at www.rfgplaycast.com. If
2: uh, if you are not already listening to the of Generation Playcast, you need to be. They cover everything from Enslaved, Child of Light, uh, Diablo to Murdered Soul Suspect. And – I mean, it's another great source of game, like a, a, a month every game. There's always going to be months when, when we choose a game that you don't want to play, because uh, all of our games are chosen by the horrible dictatorship of my brother and I. Um, <laughs> so give yourself that opportunity to play something else. Uh, and and honestly, seriously, if you don't want to take a uh, three-day course on how to use Microsoft Excel, use the RF Generation Game Tracking <laughs> App. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um. All right, that's the show. Um, Next month, we're going to be playing Mega Man 2. That will be the official start of year five of the Cartridge Club. We will be turning, I guess, as of right now, we are four years old. So that'll be the starting of year five. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, it's... uh, We've actually been doing this show longer than Mark and I spoke when living under the same house. Uh, we used to often, <laughs> often put each other on uh, on a timeout and, and not speak to each other. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're looking forward. I'm I'm really looking forward to a lot of save states um, for Mega Man 2.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you can do it.
3: You can do it. We did uh, two and three a few years ago. So, yeah, a lot of fun. It'll, it'll be a really enjoyable month for you guys.
2: We did Mega Man X, and uh, I got to the final stage of Sigma and just could not take him down. So uh, I will make sure that, uh, yeah, I'm beating this. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Uh, If you are listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, please head over to www.cartridgeclub.org, where you can hear this and other great podcast videos and blogs from our community. I am player one. I am player two. CC Unite. CC Unite.
1: for another episode. Thanks again for listening and thank you to everyone who participated in the playthrough on both the Cartridge Club and RF Generation forums. Extra special thanks to P1 and P2 of the Cartridge Club and Jake from Polykill for having this wonderful discussion with us. If you haven't already, be sure to visit cartridgeclub.org as well as Cartridge Club na on Twitter to see what your other favorite game of the month club is up to next month we will conclude an unofficial trilogy with a game we always knew we had to play if it ever got released that is in september i will be hosting a playthrough of the last guardian the long-awaited playstation 4 exclusive directed by the visionary genius fumito ueda Thank you as always for listening and we'll see you next time on the RF Generation Playcast.
4: Ashmeet.